Good morning. My name is Gerard Lockhart. This is my podcast, Inspire Me. I'm recording my 22nd episode. And on this episode, I'm going to tell you a few things about former President Obama you may not have known. Stay with me. I'll be right back. When Barack Obama was elected president in 2008, he became the first African-American to hold the office. The framers of the Constitution always hoped that our leadership would not be limited to Americans of wealth or family connections. Subject to the prejudices of their time, many of them owned slaves. Most would not have foreseen an African-American president. Barack Obama was born on August 4, 1961. His mother, Stanley Ann Dunham, and his dad, Barack Sr., met in Hawaii, where they married. They later divorced and Barack's mother married a man from Indonesia, where he spent his early childhood. Before fifth grade, he returned to Honolulu to live with his maternal grandparents and attend high school on scholarship. After graduating high school and after two years of Occidental College in Los Angeles, he transferred to Columbia University, where he studied political science and international relations. Following graduation in 1983, Obama worked in New York City then became a community organizer on the south side of Chicago, coordinating with churches to improve housing conditions and set up job training programs in a community hit hard by steel mill closures. In 1988, he went to Harvard Law School where he attracted national attention as the first African-American president of the Harvard Law Review. Returning to Chicago, he joined a small law firm specializing in civil rights. Obama was elected to the Illinois Senate in 1996 and then to the U.S. Senate in 2004. At the Democratic National Convention that summer, he delivered a much-acclaimed keynote address. Some pundits instantly pronounced him a future president, but most did not expect it to happen for some time. Nevertheless, in 2008, he was elected over Arizona Senator John McCain by 365 to 173 electoral votes. As an incoming president, Obama faced many challenges, an economic collapse, wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and the continuing menace of terrorism. Inaugurated before an estimated crowd of 1.8 million people, Obama proposed unprecedented federal spending to revive the economy and also hoped to renew America's stature in the world. During this first term, he signed three signature bills, a bill to stimulate the economy, legislation making health care more accessible and affordable, and legislation reforming the nation's financial institution. Obama also pressed for a Fair Pay Act for women, financial reform legislation, and efforts for consumer protection. In 2009, Obama became the fourth president to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. The Obama administration promulgated fuel economy and carbon pollution limits for 2017 to 2025 model cars. These essential standards will reduce oil use, save families money from lower gasoline purchases, create jobs, and reduce emissions responsible for climate change. Under these new standards, U.S. companies will produce vehicles that employ modern fuel-saving technologies and ensure that their cars remain competitive with foreign models during future oil and gasoline price shocks. Recent events emphasize the importance of reducing dependence on oil with its volatile price. 
gasoline prices are rising again due to supply concerns related to sanctions on Iranian oil. In addition, the anticipation of economic growth that increases demand could enable speculators to bid up oil prices. Fuel economy standards are one of several actions the Obama administration took to revive and strengthen the U.S. auto industry. The most prominent, of course, was the bridge loans granted to General Motors and Chrysler in March 2009 that enabled them to remain in business long enough to restructure, begin to innovate again, and return back to profitability. One of the bailout stipulations was that the companies had to develop aggressive plans to return to viability by reducing costs and investing in energy-efficient cars. Both companies agreed to move toward a more fuel-efficient fleet. In 2009, press statement, President Barack Obama described the bailout as a restructuring process that would create a 21st century auto industry that is creating new jobs, unleashing new prosperity, and manufacturing the fuel-efficient cars and trucks that will carry us towards an energy-independent future. Because credit markets were frozen and the two companies were teetering on bankruptcy, no private lender would have come to their rescue. Representative Fred Upton noted that there was no one that could have picked up those pieces other than the federal government. In a published book, The New York New Deal, Time Magazine reporter Michael Grunwald concluded that the auto assistance program saved General Motors and Chrysler and prevented these two companies from dragging down the rest of the U.S. industry, particularly suppliers. He determined that Obama's overhaul of the auto industry will become a stunning success, minimizing taxpayer losses, avoiding the loss of countless jobs, and restoring the big three, Ford, General Motors, and Chrysler to profitability. In addition to the successful bridge loans, there are five other major Obama administration policies that help the auto industry and the nation by creating jobs, reducing oil use, saving families money, and cutting pollution. One, fuel economy and carbon pollution standards for 2012 to 2016 model cars spark job growth in automobile manufacturing and increase automobile sales. Two, Fuel economy and carbon pollution standards for 2017 to 2025 model cars will double their fuel economy and reduce oil use by 2 million barrels per day. Three, the Recovery Act invested the fuel-efficient vehicle research and development to spur job growth and increase international competitiveness. Four, federal loans help convert factories to the production of fuel-efficient vehicles. Five. The Cash for Clunkers program increased vehicle efficiency and helped save the auto industry by jump-starting demand during the depths of the Great Recession. And my quote for this episode is, Money is not the only answer, but it makes a difference, by Barack Obama. Thanks to all that listen, and don't forget to move toward your dreams and have a wonderful day.